I dream of how we used to be in the day, the less convenient day. And how far from how that is today. Oh, golly gee, Miss Susie B, won't you come back home? Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well, Josh. It's gotten a bit cold outside, Bobbo. Mm. Loving it. I, I, I think, not me. I hate it. I was going to say, I don't think it kept you from the golf course today, it sounds like. No, no. but I, I looked at the the weather for next week, and it's going to get colder. So, like, well, I better get them in. Get them in you while know. you can, Bobo. You, uh, does anybody ever bring their golf uh, cart to the course anymore? That was a big thing when my grandfather was playing. A few people do it. Yeah. Not were, a lot, though. You were bring their own personal cart to the course? Mm-hmm. Oh, my granddad had, like, the doors, had the heater in it and everything. Yeah, I mean. Basically I, just his vehicle? Oh, yeah. He pulled it with it. his caddy. Like his, like his minivan? <laughs> oh, that would make such a big difference if you had a heater in there with, like, like the little flaps that you know keeps the wind out and stuff. He had the real doors, like a freaking wow. car. Yeah, and that's awesome. Slide it back like a van door. Uh, someone on the course today had one of those deals. Where it was like the motorized uh, carts that go by themselves. You know what I mean? Like the the, the, the like for walkers. Oh, it's pretty cool. Oh, kind of like weird that. looking. You're just like you know looking out on the fairway, and then you just see just this <laughs> cart just driving, just driving itself. by itself, like a pull yeah. cart. A pull cart. Oh, okay. There you go. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say that sounds like a stunt from Jackass or they're something just, right there. I thought you meant like the cart was driving cart. And they're just walking while the yeah. cart's driving. It's like, why? <laughs> no, why do you have that? Just get in the actual cart. Yeah, sir. Sorry, listeners. I'm sure I confused everybody. No, the pull cart. The pull cart. Yeah, okay. like they'd be going sense. down hills and like get a little wobble, and you're like, oh, is it gonna tip? And you're like. <laughs> Adam's rooting for it to tip, tip, I, tip, tip. I do think about Kyle B a lot this time of year where it's like, man, it was cold today, and it's just like Kyle's just like, shut up, He's guys. picking ice out of his beard. Yeah. Yeah, well. The guy has two holes in ones, folks. <laughs> Seriously, people. This man needs to golf. It's all he has. Wasn't it in a really small time frame as well? Like, yeah. It was within like a, like week, a week or two, or two of yeah. each other. Yeah, maniac. Yeah, that's Some folks. Mm. <laughs> He sold his soul. I mean, that's that's yeah, the takeaway, right? He did right? something. There's he some dark, there. dark magic in there. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't smell right. Uh-huh. Uh, Bobo, I think you were trying to throw it back to the earlier days and bring yeah. us some Pop-Tarts tonight. I was trying to bring out Unhealthy Josh. I know, man. I hadn't seen him in a while. You get that gluten from that Pop-Tart in this stomach, and I think I'd be passed how, out on the floor. How long have you been gluten-free? Since last Thanksgiving. It's been a year. Wow. Yeah. This is a rough week for Worst you. Worst year of my life. <laughs> Mm. I was thinking today I miss donuts so bad. Donuts are the one week. thing I miss really bad. Yeah, Gads. Whoo. It's the best, man. I couldn't do it. Yeah. No, I had uh, we were at uh, Kroger with my son dressed like a dinosaur and my dog. Uh, don't tell a Kroger employees because they might be pissed about that. But yeah, I was down the Pop Tart aisle and I bought um so apple jacks now has their own pop tart do they really oh, cool um, that's that but that's so good there's a banana pudding pop tart sure and there was well. also uh i forget what the last one was it was a really strange one as well uh, maybe like peach cobbler pop tart um bought three boxes uh in preparation to eat them tonight with you boys me and adam should have just ate them I mean, josh yeah. you could have bobby watched. messaged me he's like how long have you been <laughs> off gluten i was like about a year and i was like will you get like i was like yeah i mean if i eat several bites of pop tarts i think i'll be in pretty rough shape about time for you to give back in i know josh. i miss it I, I do dabble from time to time but um with what 
like uh, fried chicken, you okay. know. Okay. Uh, I, I miss fried chicken. Like going to Chick Fil A and getting their grilled nuggets was so depressing. You just get wrecked after that, though. That's okay. No, okay. but like breads and pastas, like uh, your boys yeah, hurt. I think it's all just like a psychosomatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like this stomach pain, this agonizing knife in my side is uh, totally made up. Sorry, it's all Josh. in my head. So welcome in. This is the week eleven recap. We are really glad you're here. We've got another. We're pretty glad. Yeah, we're pretty glad. Like a <laughs> seven out of ten. Glad you're here. Uh, we've got a very fun week of IDP action to recap. We had another couple 40-point scores. We're going to talk about a couple big-name players um, and some really good scores from across a lot of these games. So, um, boys, what do you say we jump into it and kick things off with the aforementioned 40-point scores? And uh, we updated the chasing greatness. Uh, Elite Seekers, as Arn has dubbed this, scoreboard. Khalil Mack and Jalen Phillips. Add their names to the wall. Khalil Mack is back on the wall after his 80-point outburst earlier this season. And Jalen Phillips etches his name on the wall as well, uh, going against the Raiders, who have surrendered their second 40-point score. And Khalil Mack versus the Packers, who also have already surrendered a 40-point score. Uh, The Packers gave it up to Elante Taylor. The Raiders gave it up to Khalil Mack. So um, start your edge rushers against the Las Vegas Raiders is the lesson I'm taking away here. I think that Khalil Mack game was the first uh, Aiden, is it Aiden O'Connell, the rookie quarterback there? I think that was the first Aiden O'Connell game. So, because it was, I mean, Khalil Mack was just teeing off on this guy. I think it was six sacks. That's right. That's correct. Yes. So, yeah, the Raiders. Um, Khalil Mack's been awesome this year, though. I mean, even though he had that big six sack game, I mean, he's. I think he's at eleven now. So, yeah, yeah love to I, see it. They're going to definitely need him now that old Joey B is. Yeah, we don't have an update on Joey B yet, but crying on the cart usually. I guess is we like, should clarify Joey Bosa. Uh, there's and another, also there's another Joey B. Joe Burrow <laughs> in a bad situation as well out for the season. Um, yeah, it was a bad week for quarterbacks. Uh, Deshaun Watson out for the season. Joe Burrow out for the season. Yeah, I was thinking that today, like how much we missed out on with a lot of these exciting quarterbacks just done for the year. You just see based off of how many uh, primetime games they put the Jets in like preseason. Oh, my God. Seems like every Zach Wilson weeks. got benched today. Finally, yep. did he really? Yes, he did. Wow. I did. Uh, I did Dynasty De- Debates uh, podcast with with our boy Evan Lucian here recently, uh. and uh, he said that there's been ten rookie QBs yep. this year. Yep, that's it's insane. true. Just to play, you know, to start. Was uh, Dorian Thompson? He starts today. Yeah, DTR did. Yep. Was that his first start? No, it was his second. Was was his second. Yeah, it, he uh, the first one. I guess you also yes. had some under like Tommy DeVito Tommy is DeVito. a rookie as well. Aiden O'Connell. Okay for. Fantasy, I fine. Guess. Yeah, yeah, for fantasy at least, he's yeah. been fine. Uh, That's you all know, that matters. You had Richardson, you've got Stroud, you've got Bryce Young, um, you've got Will Levis now. So there's four, four, the four highly rated guys all starting games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like O'Connell. Yeah. yeah, O'Connell. I mean, but think of what we've missed out on with A Rodge going down, Richardson going down, Burrow's out for the season, Watson's out for the season. I mean, Rodgers is maybe going to be back mid-December, it sounds like. But nah. uh, if the team is in contention, so he ain't coming back, I don't no, think. No, I think it's just, yeah, he's he wants the drama. Which is yeah. such a shame because all those Jets games, um, man, that defense keeps it pretty close, except for today. God. Today got a lot of hand a it's little so bit. It's so sad because if they had Rodgers, they would absolutely be like 7-3 and three right now, man. Uh-huh. It's just pitiful. And, so, And that's like Adam said a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, Garrett Wilson goes from being like a dynasty 
top five wide receiver to I think today he had like two catches for yeah, 10 yards. It's just pitiful. It is sad. And now you got the trade uh, rumors on Twitter that they're going to go after Devontae Adams in the offseason and try to reunite those two. It just feels mm-hmm. like, what are we doing here? You yeah. know, it's like, all right, cool, whatever. Run it back, I guess. Um, but anyways, boys, let's jump into the IDP recap and let's start with Thursday Night Football. We mentioned Joe Burrow out for the year with the wrist injury. But the IDPs, we had some good ones in this game. Headline for the Ravens side, eight straight games with a sack and nine out of 11 on the season for Mr. Justin Matabike, Matabukake, 13.95 points in week 11, 20.52 points per game average the last five games, three tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit on 64% of snaps. Top three for the Ravens, Marcus Williams, Jadevian Clowney, Odafe Owe. Headline for the Bengals, keep your eyes on Jordan Battle. Addy, you called him out in the trade show with Steve Falco last week. Uh, the Bengals might have two usable safeties now as his snap share increases up to 86% of snaps. Nick Scott benched. Jordan Battle in, 14 points in week 11, 12 tackles, 86% of snaps. Top three for, for the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson, Mike Hilton, and Logan Wilson, who is getting a lot of flack on Twitter for these alleged dirty hits uh, in that game. So, yeah. Addy, where do we want to start in this one? Yeah, I mean, I guess we got to start with Jordan Battle. Let's do it. Um, that was someone that I was saying you should be targeting in your dynasty leagues. But unfortunately, now you're going to have a, a lot it's gonna more. It's going to be tough. Yeah, the price just went up a little bit. So, uh, But I think most people understood this was coming. I mean, this was their third-round pick. I think uh, he was out of Alabama, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And most people expected him to be drafted higher than the third round. Um, so this was a, a great, great ad for Cincinnati. Really fun duo back there with uh, Dax Hill and Jordan Battle. So, yeah, I'd love to see that. Logan Wilson, tough, uh, tough week for him. Everyone. Can we cool it? I, I didn't think that the hits were dirty. I yeah, mean, it's, it's that, what, the hip tackle? The hip, the hip drop, yeah. the hip you know? Drop, yes. But there's, I saw a video circulating, like, this is how they've been training players to make tackles. And what do you want to them to lower, do? It's, it's these so, are two grown men. It's so easy to litigate these when you see them slowed down yes. to, like, one one-hundredth of a second. Like, in real speed, what else is he supposed to do in that? Yeah, Mark Andrews fighting for yards. you got to yeah. bring him down. He's coming a- across, so he gets him and takes to him to the ground, yeah. you know, just to try to stop his momentum. He's using his momentum to stop uh, Mark Andrews, and it's just unfortunate. Like, I don't know, Bobo. That left a bad taste in my mouth, everyone dogpiling on Logan Wilson. Uh, you see that happen a lot. If uh, Mark Andrews hadn't gotten hurt, I don't think Logan Wilson really gets dog for that. But, um is it bad on me to kind of be maybe back in on Odafe Owe? I was going to say, no. uh, Shoot. three tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit on 57% of snaps. And I think it's a little bit of an embarrassment of riches there because, I mean, not riches, but there's some good play being uh, being had there on that defensive line for the for the Ravens. Clowney and Kyle Van Noy, yeah. both a bunch of you know free agent guys that have just been lingering all year are now uh, suddenly, you know, relative in in IDP and and great plays honestly from from one week to the next I really like Odafe Owe um Madubique however you say his last name Madubukake gosh dude he is fun he plays a lot of snaps I think 64 percent of the snaps this week yep 70 PFF grade for Madubique and then Odafe Owe with almost an 80 overall PFF grade on the season I think Macri talked a little bit about it on his pod at the end of uh, at the end of the season, just talking about Oa and his pressure rate being decent, 
and uh, maybe just give it a little bit of time with Owe. And um, I don't know. I'm kind of coming around on him a little bit. That bend and that burst that comes out of that long frame there from Owe is just gets you going a little bit. The pressure rate is very decent, 15.9%. Pretty good. The first uh, 10 games, uh, or through the first 10 weeks, whatever. Uh, and then Calvin Owe also has been really good pressure rate, 16.6%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clowning, 15.4%. So all those guys are doing really, really good this season. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Yeah. Like you said, it's kind of weird to say this because it feels like a bunch of cast-offs and spare parts, but mm-hmm. like kind of an embarrassment of riches now along this defensive yeah. line with Matabike, Clowney, Owe, Calvanoy. And that's how the Ravens want to play ball. You know, they want Lamar to run the ball. They want to have a good running game now with Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell, and they want to play with a lead. And then that's going to give the opportunity for not only that defensive line, but then Roquan and Pat, uh, Pat Queen are known to get a sack from, uh, you know, from one game to the next. Yeah, so. the best linebacker duo in the league behind them. you got great safeties, cornerbacks. I mean, this defense is just stout. Cahan will get you three. Sure. That's right. I think he dropped a pick in this game, if I remember correctly. But uh, we'd be remiss if we did not mention that Trey Hendrickson has been awesome here recently. Yeah. Another great game, 16.4 points, two tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. I benched 68% of snaps. Well, he was he had that weird knee. Yeah, he was yeah. banged up. I thought, man, yeah. Hendrickson's out there balling because it was Hubbard was out, right? Yeah. Hubbard's out. Yeah, Hendrickson, 17.08 points per game the wow. last five games. He's been one of the top ten edge rushers the last last five weeks. Once again, the young guys didn't really take advantage of their opportunity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jermaine Pratt's been pretty stinky as of late, so that's been annoying. But uh, Nick Scott got benched, I think. He did. Oh, yeah. yeah, so he's. I think that's permanent. I don't yeah. think they're going no, back. No, no, no. He's yeah. been the worst graded safety in the league this year. Yeah, yeah it was like thirty. Oh, yeah. It was like thirty six. In the thirties, yeah. yeah, it was really bad. Rough free agent look there. Yeah, so let's talk about Sunday and move to Cowboys versus Panthers. Um, will this be the nail in Frank Reich's coffin? A lot of talk and chatter pregame about that he has the hottest seat in the league. I'm kind of waiting for the news to to break here late Sunday night that Frank Reich has been let go. I think your former D.C. Brandon Staley is not going to be far behind him. He threw a little hissy fit um, time. at the podium today. Bad look for old Brandon. But uh, let's talk about Cowboys whooping up on the Panthers, 33-10. Uh, this was Cowboys headline, Deron Bland, four pick sixes this season. Tied for an NFL record. He needs one more in seven games to stand alone atop the top. Bobo, you think he gets one more pick six? Sure. Let's give it to him, right? Why not? Seven games to get one more pick six? This Cow- dude's a ball hawk right I, now. I don't see much change in there for the Cowboys. I don't uh I don't think that uh I don't think that's too far fetched. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, the dude has four. Why yeah. why would he not be able to get five and seven more games, right? So yeah, him and Geno Stone just uh pick six masters this year. That's I don't really, know. really bizarre. Geno Stone's had a bunch of picks, but so let's talk about top scores for the Cowboys. Micah Parsons was the headliner here, 32.2 points, six tackles, two TFLs, two and a half sacks, three QB hits. I saw a play on Twitter where he literally got to uh, Bryce Young before the dude had a chance to, I think, hit the top of his drop. Yeah, He was on him in less than two seconds. Like, I don't know what. Bryce Young is supposed to do in that situation. We mentioned Deron Bland, 23.75 points. Sam Williams, there he is again, 13.95 points. One tackle, a TFL, a sack, and two QB hits. On the Panther side, headline, Brian Burns didn't ruin your week, but until he gets back to his former self, Frankie Luva is the only Panther we feel good about starting. I've said this before, and I agree with Aaron's point here. 22.5 points for Troy Hill. He was the leader for the Panthers. Frankie Luva, 17 points. 15.42 average the last five games, eight tackles and two PDs. 
And then Brian Burns, 12.25 points, three tackles, a TFL, and three QB hits, 9.8 points per game average the last five games. Mm. Bobo, what jumps out to you from Cowboys-Panthers? Um, Michael Parsons is him. You know, yes, yes. Uh, that's pretty clear. You look at a lot of the metrics, you look at the PFF, you look at the snaps that he's playing. Michael Parsons is just the best defensive end in the league. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's not really a good Cowboys linebacker that you want right now. We keep thinking that there's going to be some clarity um, on that front here from one week to the next. We haven't seen that yet. And I agree with Aaron here. I have Brian Burns benched in a couple leagues just because it's kind of the Rashawn Gary conversation that we had last week of do you sit Rashawn Gary? Um, and I think a lot of the answers were don't drop him, but you kind of want to sit him. Brian Burns is very similar right now. Three tackles, one TFL, three QB hits. So he's close, but he just doesn't really have any help. Um, Frankie Louvu is a guy that – Eight tackles, two PDs this um, this week. That's really the only guy in Carolina that's worth yep. talking about right now. I agree. Um, we, you mentioned the Cowboys linebackers. Um, Marquise Bell was the leading snap getter at linebackers. Mm-hmm. Shout out John Macri for those snap counts. Damone Clark uh, was 75% of snaps, uh, snaps. Bell was 85, and Rashawn Evans was 12. Man. So, um, Addy, are we continuing to sit Brian Burns here? Um, um, depends on league depth. I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's nice seeing him back out there. I'd, I'd have a hard time sitting him. I mean, uh, he's at. You know, I don't think he can have him any worse than like a edge two type. Let's know? talk about this. So, um, this next coming stretch for Brian Burns at Tennessee, at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, Atlanta, Green Bay. Pretty good. I like that Pretty Atlanta good. and Tennessee mm-hmm. matchup. Absolutely. Baker's been surprisingly hard to sack on yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. It's a good offensive line. Yeah. Uh, Sam Williams, that is a sack in three straight games for him. Wow. Well, heating so up a little bit. Heating up. Um, also, I wanted to point out uh, Carolina has a fella by the name of DiCaprio Boodle. Oh, DiCaprio Boodle is like a top-shelf name for us this year. I saw that on the little intro because I was watching Red Zone this morning. I was like, DiCaprio Boodle, huh? So uh, We're doing this. I like that. I like that a lot. He's skyrocketing up the what is he a cornerback? Yeah, think? he's starting to get a little playing time. You yeah, know, he's Caprio. He was uh, they were keeping him in the shadows early on, but now it's boodle season. It's boodle season. <laughs> I need Johnny to make some sort of Leonardo DiCaprio booty big, hole joke here. Big uh, for Titanic this one. fan. Yes. Uh, Good next, movie. Good sure. movie. Very good sure. movie. Saw it twice in theaters. Don't oh, know why. I bet you. I know why. I, don't. I know four reasons why. Yeah. The acting was tremendous, and you know it. Um, Brown Steelers, next game on the list. Browns eke out the 13-10 to win over the Steelers in the most AFC North game you've ever seen. Uh, headline for the Browns, Okoronkwo and Zadarius Smith. Two sides of the same coin. You might as well flip one when trying to figure out which one to start in non-best ball formats. This week, Zadarius Smith, just 5.5 points, two tackles at a TFL, whereas Ogbenia Okoronkwo was 25.85, five tackles, four TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. Miles Garrett led the way, though, for the Browns, 26.3 points, two tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, three QB hits. Lord of mercy, Miles Garrett has been good this season. Also good, Grant Delpit, 11.25, seven tackles and a TFL, 12.23 points per game average the last five games. Steelers headline after 14 and a half sacks last year. Alex Highsmith has been underwhelming for IDP so far this year with only four and a half sacks through 11 games. 56% of his points have come in two games, just 5.5 points in week 11 on six tackles, 
TJ Watt, though, his running mate, was the leading scorer for the Steelers. 23.7 points, 20 point per game average the last five games, six tackles, two TFLs, a sack, three QB hits. Landon Roberts, we talked about him a lot last week with Quan Alexander going down. Cole Holcomb's already on the shelf as well. Fire up a Landon Roberts, and he rewarded managers who did just that. 22.75 points, 15 tackles, two TFLs, and then Shannon Sullivan, 16 points, rounding out the top three. Addy, where do you want to start from Brown Steelers? Landon Roberts, very nice to see. Pretty nice debut. Tackles yep. with the uh, as a, you know, starter debut so you'd love to see that um Alex Highsmith that's what he does I mean you know I know it's it's inconsistent but I mean look at the log from last year very similar I mean he has these monster weeks and then he's quiet for three you know better in best ball yeah exactly um Cameron Hayward we didn't mention him but it's nice to see him back out there he's 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 been back for three games hasn't really you know blown up for us on the stat sheet but um I think we'll we'll start seeing him sprinkle some sacks in. Will be a, a a fine DT option for us to close the year out. Um, what else? We got anything else, Bob? I agree on the Landon, Landon Roberts take. Um, did Mark Robinson get much play today? No, no. it was actually um, Michael Walker as oh, the LB two. Robinson boy. was down as the LB three. Wow. Um, I love Landon Roberts. I think he could be. A little junior Frankie Louvu from last season. You talk about a guy that a lot of people acquired to kind of make a stretch run there for uh, for 2022. Frankie Louvu was great down the stretch, and I think Alandon Roberts could be much of the same. 100% of snaps for Alandon Roberts, 84% for Michael Walker. Wow. That's... So jettison your Mark Robinson shares and go pick up Michael Walker. What did you say that was again? 84% for Walker. Wow, that's I mean that's really good. I mean, really that's, good. Because we weren't seeing that kind of usage when it was Cole Holcomb and Quan mm-hmm. and Alandon Roberts, but now seems to have solidified. I mean, yeah. Walker's going to be the two. Roberts is going to be the one. What a what a what a world. couple of years for Michael Walker. Truly, you know this is what is it feels like his fifth team. <laughs> yeah. He was yep. on Chicago for a couple of weeks, wasn't he? This he year, stopped for a cup of coffee and left. What a vet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I hope you blew your fab on Landon Roberts because he's going to be a top twelve option moving forward. It seems like JOK with a decent dame, uh, dame, <laughs> decent dame, decent dame. Ten total. Uh, sorry, seven total tackles, uh, six of them solo. So. I don't know. I keep thinking there's going to be a little bit of clarity on the linebacking front there for Cleveland, but still no. Sione Taki Taki with five tackles, uh, three solos. Just don't. Just, just stay don't away. Mike said he's like I've been. I'm a Browns fan. I've been saying it since the beginning of the season. Just stay away. Let somebody else have the headaches. So Obo's been that's great enough though. for me. That's been a great free agency signing for for Cleveland. Yeah, he's not been great for IDP. About five yeah. points per game average the last five games. But who is this? Obania Okorongwo. Has he been banged up? I don't think so. No. We don't have the snaps for this one yet. Uh, just recording on Sunday, but uh, yeah, the uh, you know T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. If you drafted those guys early in the best ball drafts that we did this off season, you're feeling great because both of these guys have been tremendous. You know, I was thinking about that earlier today too. What linebackers that you drafted early have you felt good about? Foyer, Foyer, Roquan, Roquan. Zaire. Yep. yep, Zaire. That's that is truly probably the biggest. Bobby Wagner. Yeah, be a lot of the top linebackers. You I mean, haven't felt good about Bolton. Devin White. You haven't felt good about Devin White. Uh, TJ Edwards has TJ been Edwards really good. good. Yep. So um, Quay Walker for a stretch there. Yeah. When he's played, when he's been healthy, you know, just yeah. hasn't been healthy a lot of the year. 
Saw Devondre Campbell went out in this uh, this week. So Shaq Leonard there in the second for a while was just <laughs> that's nuts. Ridiculous. That was just like people not paying attention. Yeah, panicking and drafting the first big name they see on sleepers whack ADP. Jordan Brooks has panned out. He's been great. He's been yeah. He's been. A, we'll talk about it. He's been a little bit well, quiet the yeah, past he's couple been, actually games. Been really bad the last two games, but. Yeah. For the season, sure, been a big surprise. And he was, you know, he wasn't really that high up there in ADP. No, no, I think he's a little hurt right now. Yeah, probably so. I think he was questionable this week. That would make sense. Let's talk about Bears Lions. Lions come back to get the 31 26 victory headline for the Bears. Montez Sweat is in the sack column for the first time in a Bears uniform. Tremaine Edmonds returns returns from injury into our lineups with a bang. Montez Sweat 12.8 points in week 11, two tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Top three for the Bears, Tyreek Stevenson has been really good here recently at the cornerback position. 23 points in week 11, 10.6 points per game average the last five games, four tackles, an INT, a forced fumble, and a PD. Uh, TJ Edwards, like we mentioned, he's been great. 19.45 points, nine tackles, a pick, a PD, and 17 points per game average the last five games. There's Tremaine Edmonds, 19 points, nine tackles, a pick, a PD, uh, so Tremaine Edmonds is back. We'll see what the snap share looked like if they were easing him back in. But for IDP, both linebackers in this game were tremendous, Addy. Yeah, I mean, if you you know forgot that Tremaine Edmonds was coming back and you left Jack Sanborn in your lineup, you were okay. He got himself a sack yeah. this week. He did. He, it was funny. I saw they mentioned on the broadcast that he has three sacks in his career, all against Jared Goff. Oh, wow. wow. Kind of just a weird quirk, right? Huh. Yeah. I love that. So poor Jared Goff's like, I'm so tired of seeing you, Jack Sanborn. Please go away. Please stop stalking my nightmares. On the Lions side, for the first time in his career, Alex Anzalone's PFF grades are matching his IDP scoring. Should we call curtains on the Campbell breakout for 2023? Uh, Yes, we should. Unfortunately, it was uh, Derek Barnes as the second leading snap getter at the linebacker position. Anzalone was 100%. Derek Barnes was 95%. Jack Campbell was 61%. So we're going to look to the future for Jack Campbell. The future is bright, but Alex Anzalone has balled out this year. We have to give the guy his flowers. Uh, leading scorer, though, in this game, Brian Branch, 21.5 points, six tackles, three TFLs, a PD. Alex Anzalone was second, 19.75. He's averaging 18.5 points, 74.1 overall PFF grade. He had 15 tackles and a fumble recovery. And then Aiden Hutchinson, six tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and a QB hit, 17.5 points. Addy, a lot of the big Lions IDPs showed up in this game. Yes. Uh, looking at Brian Branch, he has played 93% of his snaps in the sweet spot this year, mainly dominating in the slot, but just fantastic usage. And, yeah, I mean, um, he's he's given us some some nice weeks, you know, for a rookie. Uh 11.7 points per game the last five games. That'll that'll bump up a little bit now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that 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 looks like that should have been the uh, their first-round pick. Truly. Instead of Jack Campbell. Yes. We'll, we'll feel better about Jack Campbell, I think, next season, Bobbo. He'll be fine. Yeah, I think Aiden Hutchinson, though. How are you feeling about Aiden Hutchinson? We're heading down the stretch. We've got three weeks of the fantasy regular season left after this week. What's your uh, trust level with Aiden Hutchinson? Um... He's been a little quiet here recently. Just I mean, 10.4 average the last five games. Scale of 1 to 10, probably a 6. Comfort level? I mean, yeah. You feel you feel comfortable. I don't know that you feel you know super optimistic that he's really just going to blow up. Um, let's look at the stretch that the Lions have here coming up. So 
Green Bay next week at New Orleans, at Chicago, then Denver, and at Minnesota. That's a nice stretch. Yeah, that is a nice little stretch. Um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, I kind of think, is is real similar to Brian Burns right now from the standpoint of he's kind of doing it by himself. You know, Burns really doesn't have any help there on that defensive line, and Hutchinson has been much of the same. You know, I really expected somebody to help him out there. Wow, did Ivan Pace just get a fumble? We're watching the uh, end of the Broncos Vikings game here in the Sochak. I think they were saying he was down, but um, Oquara brothers haven't stepped up there. Um, Julian Romeo, there was another guy. Josh Pascal hasn't done much. So yes, my confidence level in Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know. I think it's a for me. It's like a, a ten in terms of the talent and like the oh, dude's sure. a stud, but just the surrounding cast is just he needs some help. It's garb. I mean, there's just not a lot there, Eddie. Yeah, but he's going to be in favorable game scripts, you know. I mean, that's a good offense. They should get up on people. Um, teams will have to pass to stay in it. So, I mean, that should allow him a lot of pass rushing opportunities. I mean, from a PFF standpoint, he's been fantastic this year. 15.2% pressure rate, um, playing a ton of snaps. That's the thing. 89% of the snaps. Yep. I mean, you can't sit Aiden Hutchinson. No, I mean, you're not sitting him. I think – read that stretch again, Bobo, of his upcoming games because I know you mentioned the Packers just gave up uh, 40-point game to Khalil Mack. They're at home against Green Bay next week. Love and that. then at New Orleans, at Chicago, then at home against Denver, and at Minnesota. Yeah, that's a really good stretch. That's a great stretch coming up. I mean, God, you get uh, Chicago and Justin Fields. Yeah. You get uh, New Orleans. Is that going to be Jameis? Is that going to be Carr? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what Carr's status is. The, but The beauty, I feel like, of the Detroit IDPs this year has been that the Detroit offense – it seems like a lot of these over-unders are huge. They're putting up so many points week in and week out. Um, each team is just having to throw and throw and throw. Yep. And so, I don't know, Anzalone is another guy to where I know of a deal that's going to go down in the XFL in the next day or two um, where a contender is actually going to get Anzalone. But um, Anzalone's been really, really good, man. 18.5 points per game over the last five games. I wanted to see what his ADP was because I'm thinking it was probably down in like the 30s. Anzalone. If not lower. Yeah. Because nobody, everybody was excited. I think Jack Campbell may have actually been higher uh, than Anzalone was in the ADP. I mean, what are we doing in Anzalone with Anzalone in, in Dynasty? He signed a deal there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's if he sticks around there in Detroit, I mean, they love him. Yeah. So he's uh, – and then you the, see the fans. The, the fans, fans love section, him. Yeah. yeah, with all the I wigs mean, is just phenomenal. So everyone's buying in. Everyone understands the long hair does have some type of magical mm-hmm. power. Sure. We're all We've been preaching this for a long time, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was way off. Alex Anzalone, LB54. Wow. So that's mm-hmm. you're going to hear a lot of probably IDP MVP chatter for Alex Anzalone. Is he a top 12 LB this year? He's around it. I mean, yeah, he's definitely around Jack it. Jack Campbell was LB24. Wow. 30 yeah, spots yeah. separating these guys by ADP. So yeah. we just... We just missed. I mean, it just seemed like Alexander Maloney sucks, and the dude just has played better. That's the thing. This dude has never graded well. He's in the 70s for his overall grade this year. Well, I mean, uh, we just didn't see the Derek Barnes thing. Yeah, I that's think true. like if it, if it was just those two linebackers, I feel like there's there's room for two linebackers to yeah. get like at least. It's just been like the Texans. It's been up and down with it's Barnes, it's Campbell, it's Barnes. It's it was Campbell. Rodriguez a little bit at the yeah. end of the year, but now yeah, it's 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 those three. But it just feels like. Let's just have two of them. Come oh, on. Wow. And why do we want Derek Barnes yeah. to be one of them? 
Yeah, Broncos just scored, it looks like. Sorry, Addy. A minute something left. Um, so Josh Dobbs now has to lead a last-minute comeback. <laughs> Let's go. Let's move to the next game, though, fellas. Texans get the 21-16 victory over the Cardinals. Texans headline, boy, we hope you didn't cash out on Blake Cash Money. Before the Perryman suspension, Christian Harris also made the most of his opportunities with Henry To'o To'o out with a concussion. Uh, Christian Harris, 17.25 points, five tackles, a TFL, and two PDs. I wanted to also give you the snap counts. It was Blake Cashman and Christian Harris at 100% of the snaps. What are we doing? Uh, Corey Littleton at 10%. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, shout out, John, again for those numbers. Uh, But top three, Blake Cashman, 37.55 points in week 11. 19 freaking tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, and two QB hits. 86.2 86.2 overall PFF grade this season. One of the best linebackers, just quality of play-wise, and an IDP production has been there to match. Derek Stingley, back from injury, 20 points, uh, six tackles, a pick, and two PDs. And then Will Anderson, 18 points, two tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and two QB hits. Uh, the boys called him out with their IDP pro tip of the week. Steve and Joe did, along with Mike Wollert, to go and trade for Will Anderson, both in Dynasty and Redraft, and he was good this week, Bobo. Yeah, absolutely. Will Anderson, you're only going to keep him down for so long. Um, I'm really excited to see what the future looks like for Will Anderson with him and D'Amico Ryans. Hopefully my boy Jonathan Grenard. I don't know what his contract looks like with him, but that's kind of a young little fun duo there for the uh, for the Texans. And, yeah, I mean, Blake Cashman, good gosh, 37.5 points in Week 11, 19 freaking tackles, one TFL, one sack. So the question has to be asked, what do we make of this with um, Denzel Perryman having his suspension uh, lessened from three games mm-hmm. to, to, two. One, to two games? Two okay, games, so you've yep. got one more week without Denzel Perryman, and then what's our confidence with any of these linebackers? Because one of them has been good from one week to the next. Who are we going to trust for the uh, for the playoff run? It's Cashman. Yeah, that's it. they've got to let Cashman get his run now. Yeah. I mean, he's, already, he's proved it like multiple times now, like where he's just been – you know the the monster, the number one linebacker there, yep. and he's and he's performed, and the grades have been great. Everything's been good. Eighty six point so, two PFF grade. That's got to be one of the highest in the league this year for linebackers. But also making plays on the reg. You yeah, know, nineteen he, tackles, y'all. How many sack. linebackers have had almost twenty tackles in a game this season? Roquan last week. That's nuts. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, I think your boy, uh, like a month or so ago, told you guys send out some fourth round picks for Blake Cashman. Yep. That's the kind of guy, him, Nate Landman, as we all predicted. Spillane, the men, Levante David. The we've, we've told you to buy these and the people cash mans. a lot over the last hey, what, month. Who did I go get last week? Uh, you got, got Cashman got a lot and of them. Spillane. Yeah, I think you've got a lot of them. Yeah, Big Bob. <laughs> yeah, just all the lunch pail whites Smart, he's listening. doing work. It's yeah. tough, man. Linebackers have been hard this year. Think about the guys that are going to win titles for people. Nate Landman, Cashman, hey, Anzalone, Spillane. Yeah. And also think about it like if you don't Drew Tranquil, if you yeah. don't try and load up Gosh. on linebacker early, you can go out and buy these vets like midpoint in the season, like Bobby's doing. Like if you like, you can piece together a room like late into the year. Like you don't have to panic. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because people because the the people that are rebuilding are going to be fine selling yeah. these pieces off. Not, at this this point. is not a guy I'm going to keep around to next year because you don't want to hold too tightly to these guys. But we've seen like I've, we've seen like four or five trades the past two weeks that have involved like top. 20 linebackers, mm-hmm. you know, at this point in the season. Yep. I have Spillane. I have Tranquil. I have Landman. I have 
Cashman. Cashman. You just need to go get Anzalone. Let me tell you who I also have. Roquan, Ernest Jones, Zaire, Nick Bolton. So no one has any good linebackers in this league, apparently. The problem, though, has been that, like, Ernest Jones has been on the shelf there for a while. Nick Bolton's been out for a while. So in a league where we roll out three linebackers and an IDP flex, you can be deep at linebacker, and then all of a sudden, after a week of injuries, you're like, oh, gosh, I yeah. don't have that many linebackers. It's not a bad idea to have a bunch of linebackers stashed in a true position league. And I don't have any picks left, so we're poor on that front. That's going to say, you're pick poor, hey, but you're linebacker rich. We'll be all right. There's worse things to be. You could probably trade one of those linebackers for a pick or two. I got you know? Jerome Baker. I got hey, guys, who too. wants to give me a third for Landman? Yeah, no one's giving you anything for Jerome nah. Baker, but yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to get rid of him here. Somebody, please. Jerome Baker. You may have to pay a pick <laughs> to get God, someone to take Jerome Baker. He's going to be a free agent next year. Well, hopefully he can land in a better spot. Just have him go back to the – or was he with the Steelers originally? I don't think so. I think he's yeah. only been yeah. Have the, him go to Pittsburgh. Where they yeah. recycle these guys, it that seems like. That's uh, Elaine Roberts' job now, Josh. Cardinals headline, the defense was already gross uh, for figuring out who to play for IDP. If Kaiser White's injury causes him to miss any time, Chris Barnes should fit right into the grossness. Just hold your nose when you put him in your lineup. Leading scorers this week, Jalen Thompson had a hell of a game. 30.9 points, 8 tackles, a TFL, a pick, a sack, a PD, a QB hit. Chris Barnes was... Balling in the absence of Kaiser White, 21.85 points, three tackles, a t- uh, pick, two PDs, and then uh, Lecky Fotu, yeah. defensive tackle, 19 points, four tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. Uh, not much to say on the Cardinals side other than if Kaiser White is out, Chris Barnes becomes a very hot name on the waiver wire this week. Let's move to Raiders-Dolphins. Dolphins squeak out the 20-13 to 13 win over the Las Vegas Raiders, who the story came out this week, which I thought was kind of interesting, that uh, the players have completely seized control of the Raiders organization, and Mark Davis is fine with it. Now, will he be fine with it after the team loses to the Dolphins? We'll see. But for now, it sounds like the players are having a great time in Las Vegas. Yeah, they're like smoking blunts on <laughs> camera and stuff. Was like it interviews. blunts or just like cigars? I don't know. It looked. I mean, it looked like it was uh, hand-rolled. So. That's a weird thing. You're talking about Max yeah. Crosby? I think he's a man in recovery, so I'm assuming that was probably just a cigar. I, I saw know. that I video. Say. It just felt like uh, felt like a little too much. What are we doing here, guys? Why we got to get this on video? I yeah. think they're just so... There's kids watching. Yeah, I just I think they're so fired up that McDaniel... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, as Adam watched this back with his kids, um, I think they're, they're just so happy. It's like ding dong, the witch is dead kind of thing with sure. McDaniel and Ziegler gone. So I get it. You want to party. These are, we got to remember, these are like 22, 23 year old guys. Like these are yeah, I was thinking, right out of college. I was giving Max a hard time uh, a while ago about that. But, I, but then I was like, man, that he's 25. Like yeah. every 25 year old is annoying as hell. Yes. Bro, how do the writers have any money left? Aren't they still probably paying Gruden? And they're a cash poor organization. Yeah. So, like, I don't, Mark Davis must be uh, talking to some loan sharks in Las Vegas because that is not a cash rich organization. And now he's got a guaranteed contract that he's yeah, going to have to pay. He's going to pay McDaniels and Ziegler. Those Jeez. contracts are fully guaranteed. They get every penny of those. Somebody was saying the other day they knew who the next coach was going to be. In it. Jim Harbaugh is the rumor. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there was a story today linking those two, so we'll see. Sure. Give a lot of weirdness at Michigan. Contract too. So, Raiders headline, he may have missed four games with injury, but when on the field, Nate Hobbs has been an elite CB slash DB option. Top three for the Raiders, Max Crosby, 22.2 points. 
uh, 19.67 in the last five games. Max Crosby is amazing. Six tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, and two QB hits. Nate Hobbs, 22.2 points. Eight tackles, a TFL, a forced fumble, and a PD. Then Big Bob Spillane, 19.75 points. 13 tackles, a TFL, and a PD. On the Dolphins' side, Eddie, I'm going to let you talk to us about who was the top scorer for the Miami Dolphins. Mr. Jalen Phillips, 40.6 points in Week 11, 10.8 points per game over his last five, six tackles, two TFLs, a pick, two sacks, one PD, three QB hits, five return yards, 70.4 overall PFF grade this season. He's getting the headline. I'm just telling you right now, the episode title belongs to your boy. He did it all, didn't he? Got that pick. That pick was incredible. I mean, I was like, of course Jalen Phillips got an interception. Like, that man is a superhero. He's incredible, dude. In your face, Steve. Steve was uh, throwing some shade on Jalen Phillips. Just, In your face. Uh, just immediately just baller game. Yes, exactly. Love to see it. it and now we just need a uh, a Tyree Wilson, like, uh, three-sack yeah, performance yeah. to really put the bow on yeah, that. Yeah, that one's still struggling. Yeah. But, uh, that one's not looking great. We'll get there. We'll but, get there. hey, looking great, though, since he came back from injury, Jalen Ramsey has been playing really well. 21.55 points in Week 11, a tackle, two picks, two PDs. And then Xavier Howard, the cornerbacks, got it done for the Dolphins, 14.75 points, seven tackles, a TFL, a PD. Um this was uh, this was just so much fun to see from Jalen Phillips. Um, and fire up your edge rushers against the Raiders and Aiden O'Connell. That's probably my biggest takeaway, honestly, from this game. This team has now produced two 40-point performances for IDPs versus O'Connell. So as long as he's the starter, Bobo, I'm going to fire up my edge rushers versus the Raiders. If y'all want more in Dynasty, Mad Max or Miles Garrett? Oh, boy. That's, that's right there. That's like a 1A, 1B situation. Yes. yes. They're 3 and 4 for Adam. It's probably Mad Max slightly ahead just because of the volume. After this season, do you want Crosby and Garrett more than T.J. Watt in Dynasty? Yes, just because of the age. T.J. Watt will be 30? Yeah, he's 29.1. He still has those – I mean, he's been really good this season. Miles Garrett's 27-something. Speaking of which, did y'all see him yes, – 27.9. Did y'all see him pick up the helmet of the Steelers player that had popped off? I think maybe it was uh, Pickett's helmet. Oh, yeah. Oh. And uh, the Steelers player came over and took it from him. And, you know, oh, wow. the, there's the Green Goblin uh, meme that goes around where the Green Goblin mask is talking to Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. And it was like that was the Steelers helmet talking to Miles Garrett like, you're a coward. I'll see you. I'll be, you know, you're in the shadows depriving your true self. And it's like that was absolutely that helmet talking to Miles Garrett. Just like one little swing, Miles. <laughs> Who's going to notice? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was the rematch. That it? was the rematch, yeah. It was not Mason Rudolph's very punchable face, but uh, Miles Garrett did pick up a helmet. Yeah, so to answer your question, uh, I want both those guys more than TJ Watt. Yeah, that's the way Adam has it. He has uh, Crosby 3, Garrett 4, and TJ Watt edge 5. You still got those uh, Garrett and Mad Max ahead of Jalen right now? Yeah. I think that makes sense. You have Jalen behind Kayvon right now? No, I don't really believe in that. Kayvon got a little hot Jaylen, today. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got ten and a half sacks. I mean, I prefer Jalen there, but I think the I think the market prefers Kayvon. Mm-hmm. When did you ever care about the market, Adam? 
These do reflect the market to an extent. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, there's a little I know, bit of market I know, baked I know, in there. I know. Let's move on, though, to the Giants. Joke. What's the joke, guys? <laughs> Everybody calm down. Yeah, the next guy up on the list Bobby, is please. Kayvon Thibodeau. Trying to tee you up, Josh. Uh, New York Giants get the 31. Get golf, 19 golf, tee win. Up. There you go. I'm just all sorts of puns and metaphors. See my way out. Uh, Giants, 31-19 win over the Commanders. Um, headline for the Giants, Bobo. Mm-hmm. This one's for you. Yes, sir. Isaiah Simmons spent more time at DB this week. Does that make him playable? Sure. Sure, it always does. 26.4 points, four tackles, a pick, a defensive touchdown, and a PD. Now, I want to see the snap yeah, counts. I don't know don't what the those. snaps. Yeah, we don't have those yet. But um, if he's getting some run at DB, I don't think he's got a path forward at linebacker. But, hell, why not trot him out at DB? You can't tell me Isaiah Simmons is any worse than Jason Pinnock or Xavier McKinney. They haven't been special. I mean, they're fine. Um, man, Simmons gets a little DB time. I'm back in. This was a game where I think Gary Davenport called it out on the ranking show with Jace that if this, if ever there was a game for sacks to be had, whether it was from the edge rushers or hell, the linebackers on the commander side of things, this was it between Tommy DeVito and that awful Giants offensive line versus mm-hmm. the commanders giving up sacks at a near historic rate. This was the week. If ever it was going to happen, this was the week, and that absolutely came to fruition. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, 32.55 points. He's averaging a little over 17 points per game the last five games. Five tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, a PD, and three QB hits. You mentioned Isaiah Simmons. He was second. And then Dexter Lawrence, 23.8 points, four tackles, a TFL, a sack, two PDs, QB hit. Giants uh, defensive lineman came through for us, Eddie. Yeah, and there was a lot of other big games, too. Bobby Okereke had a nice game, 21.5 points this week. I was going to say, you could be off the podium and score 20 points in this game. Yeah, yeah, 14 tackles, two forced fumbles. Xavier McKinney had maybe his best game of the season. Uh, yeah, best game of the season, 12 tackles and one fumble recovery. Mike McFadden got in on the action, 18.5 points this week, eight tackles and a fumble recovery. So, really nice game for pretty much every giant defender this week. Jihad Ward got himself a sack, it looks like. Um, yeah, nice just to see it. A lot of points to be had in this game because you look over on the commander Two side. Two sloppy teams. Yeah, just really, yeah. really just made them extra sloppy for you. <laughs> Let's get the drop. Yeah, extra I'll sloppy. Just intuit it on the board. Uh, Commanders headline, Jamin Davis has another good game at linebacker, but who's the guy to roster between him and David Mayo, just like we all expected, uh, 30.9 points, six tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits. Uh, K.J. Henry was second for the Commanders, and then Jonathan Allen had a nice game, 22.8, seven points over the last five games, but he had four tackles, two TFLs, a sack and a half, and two QB hits. Um, yeah, K.J. Henry had a sack and a half as well. And then Jamin Davis had seven tackles, two TFLs, a sack, a QB hit, 21.45 points. So the linebackers balled out. The defensive linemen balled out. Everyone absolutely ate. This game Ooh. was a golden corral buffet for IDP, Bobo. <laughs> Gosh, nine sacks for the Washington Commanders. You're exactly right. Goodness gracious, everybody just got home this week. You get a sack, and you get a sack. I'll be interested to see what the uh, – maybe we have the snap counts for uh, Jamin Davis and David Mayo. Um, I'd be interested to see kind of the alignments as well. With there being some shifting – uh, from Montez Sweat and Chase Young. <sighs> Jonathan Allen, obviously, you're going to play. Did um, Deron Payne had a sack this week as well? 
So you're going to play both those Literally guys. Literally everyone. <laughs> yeah, they all had sacks. I don't know. I can't really figure out one thing to pinpoint. Jamin Davis, this is a nice little pop game for him. I'm probably not trusting him, though, for the long run. These are just two, three and eight, New York Giants, four and seven, Washington Commanders. Just nobody I'm really trusting here. Yeah, I mean, just continue to fire up your uh, edge rushers against the Commanders. And I would say the Giants, too, because you got Tommy DeVito back there starting. I mean, Sackow is just eating sacks at a historic rate. I mean, I think he's he has potential to break uh, David Carr's record wow. for – uh, sacks taken in a season. Yeah, so I think he probably will. Um, I, we should probably mention KJ Henry. Pretty nice to see the rookie get out there and have a really nice game. One and a half sacks this week, four tackles, one TFL, 27 points. So, yeah, um, he was their fifth-round pick, 8.38 RAS score, nice size, 6'4". Um, Going to have an opportunity there maybe to close out the year. So, you know, something to keep your eye on probably out there on your waiver wires in your dynasty leagues, you know, because this guy hasn't really done much up until this point. Again, was a fifth-round pick. But uh, is he more edge rusher or interior? Yeah, he's an edge guy. Edge guy. Well, we know there's opportunity there, uh, so why not? Why not? Um, out of Clemson. Yeah, a guy that has got the draft capital. 6'4", 255. Yep. 4'6", 340. They're going to try out the guys that I think they drafted because clearly – I mean, who else is there? Casey Tuhill. He got a sack today, too. There you go. Why not? Everyone get a sack. I got the snap percentages. So, Jamin Davis was 100% of snaps. David Mayo was 64% of snaps. Wow. <laughs> when so, is Barton coming back? Does anyone know? That is a good question. He did go on IR, but uh, I'm definitely not, curious about him. I've not heard anything about his return. So, this was the game of the week in terms of IDP production. Let's move to the next game, though. Chargers. 20, Packers 23, Packers eke out the victory. I think the clock is ticking on Brandon Staley, especially after his hissy fit on the Why podium. Why is it not over? Yet? I know. The it's, clock has ticked. I think uh, we're out of time. Another embarrassing loss or two, and I think he might get canned uh, midseason. And they'll just let Kellen Moore finish out the season as the interim head coach. That's my prediction. Another embarrassing press conference, though. Yeah, just a really bad look. You can stop asking that question. Um, they can ask whatever they want, man. It's yeah. a free country, brother. <laughs> Start You're in the uh, Constitution here, Bill of Rights. <laughs> you mad, bro? <laughs> yeah, seriously, he's very mad. You can tell this is what happens with coaches when they get near the end. They're having these really just fly off the handle, yeah. like press moments. They're just frustrated. They know the end is coming. I got to say, I do like when Russ is decent at quarterback. The NFL just it kind of takes you back to when Russ was decent in Seattle. I like the NFL with a good Russ. Well, Cortland Sutton needs to chill with the apology note because Russell Wilson was ass last year and deserved all the criticism and hate that he got. Uh, but Chargers Packers headline. <laughs> what happened? I missed that. Just, Cortland Sutton posted a blank apology note, like a template that you could fill out. And it was like, I thought Russ was bad because the advanced metrics or because the media told me he was bad or because mm. I don't know ball. It's like, uh, shut up, Cortland Sutton. Mm. Do something, you loser. Hey, 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 It's hey. just like, yeah, what? touchdown. Yeah, it's like, come on. I'm glad. He needs to get Five out there and actually row. perform before you're posting apology notes on social <laughs> media. Five in a row. Do not at Cortland Sutton, guys. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. We don't want to beef between him, please. I would love to beef with Cortland Sutton. Bring it on. Do <laughs> you imagine? Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd, that'd be, be fun. Sick. Uh, so, Chargers headline, though, Joey Bosa left with a pretty severe yeah, ankle injury. It's dominated by the IDP show. So, Khalil Mack put up enough stats for both of them. Yeah, Joey Bosa exits on the cart. He's got the towel over his face crying. What so. happened? You think it's like a knee or something? It's I think a foot. It's a foot, Was yeah. It? I think it's probably a dislocated ankle, broken foot, maybe. He's had like, foot problems, it seems like, his whole career, mm. so... 
Yeah, he's just got brittle, brittle feet, as mm-hmm. we know. He's, yeah. uh, the Watt boys and the Bosa boys yeah. are just brittle bones. Big white it. boys, man. <laughs> just, They're just not... <laughs> Not built like they used to be no. back in the 70s when these guys would crush cigarettes and hot dogs and <laughs> play 100% of snaps for 18 straight years. Right. Uh, but Glomac was awesome. Another big blow-up game, 40.2 points, eight tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, a forced fumble, a PD, two QB hits. Sebastian Joseph a day, 15.75 points, three tackles, a TFL, and a sack, two QB hits. Eric Hendricks, welcome back, bud. 14.75 points, nine tackles, a TFL, and a QB hit. On the Packers side of things, Devondre Campbell left the game with a stinger. You know the drill. Isaiah McDuffie back in the lineup. Also, crack open the champagne. We got our first Rashawn Gary sack since week five. Devondre Campbell was 11.257 tackles and a TFL. Rashawn Gary led the way for the Packers, though. 18 points, two tackles, a TFL, a sack. Keyshawn Nixon, 17.45 points, 62 return yards, seven tackles and a TFL. Then Carrington Valentine. Johnny pointed this out in the most recent episode of the Cornerback Corner podcast. We have Carrington Valentine. And the similar. We also have a a Valentine fellow, I think, as well. Sure. Uh, so it's just really cool that they are doing this to us, making us uh, remember both of these guys' names, which are very similar. Uh, but, Addy, let's start on the... <laughs> Carrington uh, Valentine and Corey Valentine. That's what I thought. I knew it was a CB. So very cool of them to roll these two guys out there. What do we think about, though, Khalil Mack, Addy? Another big blow-up game from a guy that you had a mini flag plan on, I believe. Yeah, I think he's awesome. I think we, uh, I think it's a good reminder that you should not write off these guys that are aging, at, you know, uh, that were once elite pass rushers. You know, he's still an elite pass rusher. And, um, yeah, I mean, what is this, 10 sacks now for him on the season? 11 sacks on the season. There you go. Yeah, he's just been tearing it up. Helps when you have six in one game. It does help. But, I mean, even since then, he's had a 15-point game, 28-point game, and then this week, 40 points. So He can be a weak winner, but he can also be a weak loser. Yeah, but that's the position. Sure. You know? But it just seems like his are like, you want 30? He, he's a little more boom bust. Or how's point three sounds? But the booms are like nuclear explosion. Oh, yeah. Level yeah. booms. But, I oh. mean, you took him as that. You know, you didn't take him as a – you didn't have to spend a top 12 pick on the guy. You took the guy as, like, DL35. DL45. DL45. Edge 34. So, that's – you there were you locked go. in that's on right. the edge side of things. I took him higher. Yeah, so he was a back-end edge three for you. And that yeah. feels about right. That's where I would want to be starting Khalil Mack is in that IDP flex But spot. I know what you so. mean. Like, there's a – in one of those leagues, I have Khalil Mack as, like, uh, my edge three. And there's been plenty of times where he's been on the bench and had mm-hmm. good games, you know. Because there's a lot of teams out here, myself included, that don't have Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, uh, Max Crosby. I don't have a locked-in top five defensive end at my position. So, I'm looking every week at – we're going Leonard Floyd. We're going Josh Sweat. We're going Boye Mafe. Like, I'm having to kind of look positionally. So, Khalil Mack, let's look. Next week, Baltimore. So, eh, doesn't, don't nope. like that. But then at New England, Detroit at home, at Las Vegas, and then Buffalo in week 16. So, that you're going to have a couple nice. good games yep. in there where where uh, Khalil's probably a good play. Rematch of the six-sack game. Yeah. In the, in hey, the make a note. Week 15, playoffs. it's yeah. coming. That's your first Las week Vegas. of the fantasy playoffs. Yep. 15, 16, 17. Might light it up for you. Rashawn Gary, though, Addy. Dude, in Las Vegas. Yes. Good God. Rashawn Gary, though, Addy. Back on the sack column. Two tackles, a TFL, a sack, a fumble recovery, two QB hits. Confidence level in Rashawn Gary moving forward. Just seven and a half points per game average the last five games. 
Who cares? We told you guys, settle down. 19.3% pressure rate this year for Sean Gary. It's, I mean, honestly, uh, it's it's kind of like the knee hasn't really bothered him. Yeah. He just hasn't gotten home on the sacks. You know, I mean, he's playing at elite level. So, uh, yeah, I expect a, a very nice second half for Sean Gary. No issues with, with him being in the lineup. Yeah. The, him and Mac both are ideal flex plays for me. I don't think I we need them. to paper over Keyson Nixon. I think Keyson Nixon can be last year's Marcus Jones. He yes. is. I think that he's the only one getting punt and kick return right now. And then, like you all talked about on multiple uh, podcasts and previews and whatnot, with the move from the guy that went to Buffalo. I can never remember Rasul his name. Douglas. Yes. Rasul, Rasul Douglas. Douglas. With that move now, Keyson Nixon is seeing quite a bit more snaps at actual oh, like corner positions. Um, he's being targeted, seven tackles today, 62 return yards, a TFL. He's playing decent on both sides of the ball. So, um, Keyson Nixon's a guy that's going to win people some some uh, matchups here in the next couple weeks as we approach the playoffs. Especially in cornerback required Absolutely. Leagues. Yeah, and Absolutely. even in even in DB leagues like Sleeper, love Keyshawn Nixon. Also, as we're kind of talking about little discount linebackers, go grab Isaiah McDuffie because in the absence of Quay Walker or Devondre Campbell, McDuffie has been really, really good. And Campbell got banged up in this one. He did. Stinger. He left, yep. So, What's the stinger, what, a hip? It's a shoulder, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think um, one of those guys is going to be out. It's just that's been the thing all season with these guys. Quay's out. Devondre's out. I'd love to see the total percentage of snaps these two guys have played on the season together because I guarantee you it's a very low percentage. Also, make a note, Kenneth Murray actually led the Chargers in tackles today with 10, so he continues to have a really good season. Yep, and I'm sure he was the snap leader. We don't have that data right now, but yeah. I'm sure he was the 100% of snap guy again this Alohi week. Alohi Gilman with another good week. Yep. Let's move to Titans, Jags. Uh, was Derwin hurt? Oh, Derwin. Wow, more tackles than Derwin. There you go. Seven tackles. After tackles. after Staley said they were going to feature Derwin James more sure. in the defense, it's like, well, what are you? What have you been doing up to this point, That's bud? To try to keep his job. Jaguars absolutely blasted the Tennessee Titans, thirty-four fourteen. On the Titans side, not a lot to write home about, but Jeffrey Simmons did get a catch for a touchdown. <laughs> Why the hell not? That was absolute. He hit the gritty afterwards. Big man gritty is always fine. Uh, so two tackles, a TFL, and a QB hit. Otherwise. Terrell Edmonds, Monty Rice were the other two top scorers, both under 15 points, though. Jag side of things. Also, this was just a down game for IDP. It's kind of the inverse of the Commanders-Giants game. Uh, another slow week for Jags IDPs this week because instead of getting boat raced, their offense did the boat racing. Uh, Foyce Deluacan was number one, 13.4 points. Trayvon Walker, 12.4. Devin Lloyd, 10.75. Babo, not much to talk about here. Kind of one of those wonky games. I think I'm not uh, worried about Foyce to Lewican at all. Um, if they give Jeffrey Simmons some more touchdown catch opportunities, that could be kind of fun. There's one thing I want to pay attention to. Devin Lloyd is kind of being a good little boy. 13.4. <laughs> that was weird. Very weird. But 13.4 points per game average the last five games. 11 tackles. Devin Lloyd, man. 11 tackles a day. Five solos. His last six weeks. Uh... 18.2, 14 point7 10.2 11.0 and 10.75 that's fine that's like a nice lb23 for you dude Devin Lloyd man he uh, for kind of a rough tar- start to the season and a little benching there and, and a little bit of an injury in week four and five he's kind of coming alive for us he had more tackles this week than foyer and like you said it's a weird week but um ah I might be back in 
It's back in, folks. Back in. Uh, Macri just posted this. Uh, we'll talk about the Vikings-Broncos game here as we wrap up, but Ivan Pace did get 100% of the snaps. So there you go. Ivan Pace season has arrived. Uh, with the very gross, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, our boy Leezy talked about the compartment syndrome that Jordan yeah. Hicks had. That is a that is one of the grossest injuries where the pressure swells and swells and swells in a compartment. This was his shin, yeah. and so you have to relieve mm. the pressure or you can lose the leg. So yeah. So what do they do to relieve the pressure? They just have surgery. <laughs> it's called a fasciotomy, I think it was. Like the 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 fascia kind of surrounds the compartments of your leg, and you. I think they just have to cut it open to relieve the pressure. Can we watch so that? it's. The, maybe the grossest. Sounds like just letting the air out of a balloon. Exactly. That's the way he said. Like, think about a balloon. If you blow it up too I, much, it's going to pop. That's what Michael Pittman had last year, two years ago. I think Pittman's had it. I think Tyler yeah. Lockett's had it, too. It's gross. Yeah. It's really bad. I'd say he's, I think he's probably out for the season if they haven't already announced it yet. Huh. Um, so, yeah, I lost the. I mean, you could, you could legit lose a leg. So I'm glad they were able to get. This um, was who? Jordan Hicks to okay. the hospital. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be Ivan Pacey's and moving forward. Yes, sir. It's only Troy Dye and Anthony Barr, I think, right? That's Bobby's LB10 on his team. Yes, exactly. Nah, he's gone. I forgot. He's, he's on Nico's team. He's on well, my shoot, taxi squad. You just gave him, a, you gave up 100% of snaps linebacker. Uh, what was I going to say? My favorite part of one of the things this season was that last week they went to Troy Dye instead of Brian Asamoah. They're basically just yeah. like, I know. No, no, no. Where's Pat Jones at? I think they would have to Roll all get out. compartment syndrome, and they would still bring in, like, yeah. uh, you know, off-the-street linebacker. Brian Flores will just get out there. <laughs> he will. He'll just suit up. He'll be like, Anto- I'll do it myself, yeah. Brian. Yeah, he'll bring Antonio Pierce He's been in. looking for this the whole time anyways. Just embarrassing. Really, Maybe that's really something bad. to look, pay attention to. Can we add Brian Flores? Yes. Is he in the in sleeper, sleeper database? Uh, let's move to the next game, though, boys. Uh, <laughs> before I get more depressed about Brian Asamoah, Buccaneers fall to the 49ers, 27 to 14. Buccaneers, Levante David was immense until injury had him replaced by Savassier Dennis. What does that mean? Um, was Levas- Levante David was immense. He was I- really good. That's a weird way to phrase that. It's an English word. I don't care for that. It's a UK word. Don't do it again, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe y'all just learn the English language. That would help Uh, as well. He's American, damn it. (laughs) We don't know words. I knew where he was going (laughs) before he even spoke. Yeah, that's our mantra. This is America, damn it. Levante David, yes, exited with injury. Uh, y'all also talked. Oh no, Jake and them talked about Yaya Diaby on the start sit oh, as well. live stream. Yeah, I did as well. Was he one of your targets? Yeah, uh, and he yeah. was one of the guys that after the rookie draft, I told people to go. Yeah, and pick, yeah. You know, Yaya Diaby out of Louisville. But damn, he is crushing it. I did not realize he had two sacks in this one. So yeah, I mean, twenty nine point six points, four tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, and two QB hits. He led the way for the Buccaneers. Uh, Levante David was immense. Uh, until he exited, 25.85 points, seven tackles, three TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. And then Vita Vea, 18.1. Uh, he has 13.21 the last five weeks, uh, five, uh, four tackles, two TFLs, a sack. Um, so hopefully it's not serious with Levante David. It was sounds interesting. like it was a little serious. Was he's it? an old man. Yeah, that's right. Brittle he's bones. an old man. Recovery time's going to – well, he's he's been fine, but he, he, now he's old. It just sucks because sure. 21.31 points the last five oh, games was probably LB, top three LB. Oh, he's been red hot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sucks. Devin White, another stinker, 3.3 points this week. Only had three tackles, so – uh, maybe he can step it up with uh, Levante going out. Probably maybe. not. <laughs> um, 
But yet, Servassier Dennis, I mean, yeah. seems like he's going to be the next in line. Hot I mean, waiver wire ad, I'd say. They've got a lot of little interesting dynasty pieces, this Tampa Bay team. Also, not a lot of talent. So, I mean, a lot of these guys are getting run. You know, like Yaya was a third-round pick. Um, they mentioned Servassier is a fifth-round pick. Yep. They mentioned Kalijah Kansi on the broadcast as well. Like, the young guys they're building around with some of these older veterans. A lot of fun a lot of fun pieces on that team. Antoine Winfield continues to just be a baller. Who's going to be a 16 free agent. tackles this week. For Antoine Winfield? For Winfield. Yeah, wow. he, went, he went bonkers. I saw he is scheduled to be a free agent, though. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, I was looking at, you know, I've got him and Cam Curl, and I was like, well, let's see what their extension numbers are. I was like, both these guys are free agents? Free agents, uh, this class is absolutely loaded, boys. You know what? While I'm thinking of it, I did You've been a little, doing a little, I did free a little bit work. of work the other night. Go so ahead he, and let me pull her up. Winfield was signed in 2020? He was drafted. drafted. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Wow. But Curl was, was too? Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Um, yeah. That's strange. Because they're both. Curl was like a seventh-round pick. I checked them both, and they are both scheduled to be free agents. Wowzers. So. Yeah, right. is it, are you saying it's a loaded class of safety free agents or oh, just overall? Just overall, insane class. All right, so let's just uh, – I got it sorted by points per game right We're gonna now. We're going to have to have Rosenthal on soon. Yes, we will. That's the plan. Danielle Hunter, Kenny Moore, Levante David, Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, Jonathan Grenard, Antoine Winfield, Matabuke, Patrick Queen. Ooh, Matabuke. A lot, lot of good linebackers. Jordan Whitehead, Aziz Alshier, A.J. Epinesa, Brian Burns, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, Kyle Duggar, Cameron Curl, Julian Blackman, Christian Wilkins, Chris Jones, Devin Jeez. White, Nate Landman's an ERFA, exclusive rights free agent. Don't know what that means, but that's what Blast he is. Rosenthal. Frankie yeah. Louvu, uh, Grant Ooh. Delpit, Chauncey Garner-Johnson. Chase uh, Chase Young, I guess, still. Yeah, because yeah. he has yeah, a deal. Uh, Clowney, Kyle Van Noy, Leonard Floyd, LeJarius Sneed, uh, Cody Barton, Good Jerome gosh. Baker. Goodness gracious. Bryce We're Huff. To do a two-part free agency preview with all these Willie, names. And I'm, yeah, Willie Gay, Buda Baker, Josie Jewell, Darius Smith, Ryan Neal, Marcus Davenport. Oh, I mean, my god! Half the ADP it's is going to turn over it's next insane, season. boys. I mean, some of these guys will, you know, get players. deals. Ha- probably... 30 to 40 percent. Isaiah deals. Simmons, Josh Uche, uh, Casey Josh Tuhill. Uche is one I heard thrown out to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, like wow. quite a bit. But I mean, yeah, I mean, lot. that is uh, Let him that's go a somewhere list. Where dude. he'll actually play. That's a list. So the rest uh. of the content creators can start getting on board with the uh, look to free agency <laughs> yes. now. So. You're welcome for that this freebie is, there, folks. This is what you need to be thinking about. We're already time. looking ahead. I've got next offseason already mapped out. So we'll be talking free agents come March. Oh, yeah, hopefully get Greg back on the show. Um, I remember having that conversation with him about Uchenna and Wosu, and he uh-huh. was excited we added him back in and then goes on to have that massive season. So yep. who would that be? Probably Bryce Huff. Yeah. So, moving on to the 49ers side of things, Dre Greenlaw is back to health and back to being firmly entrenched in our lineups. Hufunga injury, non-contact. It is a torn ACL, it sounds like, so Hufunga will be out for the rest of the year. So, another guy y'all talked about, Jair Brown, wow. uh, is going to be stepping into an every-down role. He was the second-leading scorer for the uh, San Francisco 49ers this week with 21.95 points. He had four tackles, a pick, and three PDs. Fred Warner led the way, 28.6 points in Week 11. He is averaging almost 23 points per game the last five games, 12 tackles, half a sack, a forced fumble, two PDs, 86.6 overall PFF grade. Dre Greenlaw was awesome as well, 20.85 points, eight tackles, half a sack, 
two PDs and a QB hit. And then Charvarius Ward was third, 21.75 points, uh, nine tackles, a TFL, two PDs. Babo, Fred Warner continues to ball. Ouch, you'd love to see it. Probably top five, top six LB on the season. Oh, absolutely. Just fine wine, just coming into, you know, full bloom right now. I mean, just peak acidity. You know, I don't know All what those just, wine terms. Ben stomps really smell. well. Very immense. Sure. Very immense. immense. Very entrenched. When I think about Fred Warner, that's the word that I go straight immense. to. Sure. When I think of Miles Garrett in just shorts, I think of immense as well. Ah. Dude, how about that? You yeah. saw that this this uh that was floating around this weekend. I'm glad I didn't have on three D glasses. <laughs> that thing might have poked me in the eye. Yep. <laughs> we had a nice outline of that whiner. <laughs> it's like I, I don't remember who posted it, but they going. knew exactly what they were doing with that video. Yeah, for real. It's uh, like you gotta blur that thing out like it's a nipple on Survivor or something. Yeah. Come on, guys. Scared of that thing. Survivor. Twenty two I'm sorry, 20.2 points per game this year for Fred Warner. That is a career high. Uh, I believe we were saying, what, this guy was going to age well? Age well, believe so. Seems like he might be aging well. Might be happening, I don't know. Streets is talking. I just wanted to see where he is. So, Foyer's LB1. uh, Bernard is LB2. uh, Fred Warner is LB3. Yeah. Yep. So, let's um, see it. Hold on. Terrell Bernard. Yes. Is the LB2 right now? That's what it says. 177 points. Fred Warner has 173. Foyer has 193. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's what I have. Addy, is that what you have? Mm. I'm looking at the sleeper league. Maybe I've got bad stats here. Y'all, y'all right, correct so me if I'm the, wrong. On the season, I have Warner with 201 points. Uh, Maybe this isn't updated. I did update these before we came. 187 for Bernard now. Wow. Bernard's averaging 17 points per game. Wow. So uh, you He's may sort great. of points per game real fast for you. Yeah, please. Would love that. Would love nothing more. In fact, I've got the the top guys done. I don't have all of it done, but I'll ha- I'll have that ready for uh, our subscribers uh, tomorrow. Sorry uh, for the way I said subscribers right there. Josh. That's all right. I was thinking, should I uh, should, cut we that out? should we address that? Yes, the scrub scribers. <laughs> all right. So Foyer is your LB one in points per game. Twenty point six points per game this year. Fred Warner, 20.2. Quincy Williams, 18.5. Zaire Franklin, 18.4. Then let's pour one out for Levante David, 17.8 points per game this year. What what do we think the injury is? Do we know? Was it Uh, knee? Was it? I'll look it up. Like pec or bicep or anything? Hopefully nothing bad. That sucks. Be okay, Levante David. Be okay. Let's move to Rams Seahawks, though. Rams get the 17-16 victory. Somehow, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, Bobo. Always. Uh, Headline for the Rams, Ernest Jones is healthy again. There will be Christmas after all in the Reynolds household. He was the uh, second-leading scorer for the Rams this week. 18.25 points, 12 tackles, half a sack, and two QB hits. Darion Kendrick, cornerback, 21.75 points. He had three tackles, a pick, and three PDs. Jonah Williams, defensive tackle, 14.3 points, four tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Seahawks boy Amoff had his first sackless game since week two. Jordan Brooks also logs his second straight game with under three and a half points. Uh, yeah, Mafe four points. He just had a single PD. Jordan Brooks had 2.75 points, just three tackles. Devon with him spoon, though, was the leading uh, point score for the Seattle Seahawks, 23 points in week 11. Eight tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, and a QB hit. Tariq Woolen was number two, 17.25. You three said tackles. it wrong. 
Reek Woolen. Sorry, you. everyone. Uh, three tackles, a pick, and two PDs. And then Quandre Diggs. This was a secondary game for the Seattle Seahawks. 13.75 points, 13 tackles. Bobo. Yeah. It's nice to have Ernest Jones back to full health back in our lineups. It's Christmas season, man. What will Christmas be without Ernest? Got to have him save it. Ernest is uh, Ernest is coming on about the right time of the year. So is so are the Rams. You know they're now four and six. I literally just saw on the screen a minute ago where um, NBC and Fox and everybody stuck now starting to put the uh, the playoff picture. Who's who's yep. winning? Who's yep. who's wild card? Who's in the hunt? The Rams are in the hunt. You know Stafford's healthy. I know Cup went out today, so that kind of sucks. I don't know what that looks like, but yeah, man, Ernest Jones, thirteen point eight points per game, average over the last five. That's a little bit of a misleading stat there because he's been a little bit banged up, and yep. I'm not even sure how far back that actually goes right there. But the thing to pay attention to: twelve tackles, a half a sack, uh, two QB hits this week. Ah, man, Ernest Jones is uh, he's back, he's back in my lineup, and uh, he's not leaving it unless he gets hurt. Back in my heart. Yep. Love to see it, Eddie. With him, Spoon, CB1. CB1. Where's he at DB-wise? I was going to say, DB-wise, he's probably... I mean, the guy is... safety's depressed right now. Yeah, it is. Guy is DB1 as far as points per game goes. 18.9 points per game this year. I mean, he did have a 57-point game in week four, but still, I mean, he's look had... At his, look at his log recently. A great log, dude. I mean, 23 this week, 21.75 in week 10, 11 in week 9. Two in week eight, nine in week seven, seventeen in week six. Where'd you draft him? Um, he made it through the uh, everywhere I have him. I was able to pick him up after the draft. But uh, same with RSO, he made it through to the auction, and then I signed him on a four-year deal. Yeah, Witherspoon was CB fourteen, DB fifty by ADP. Right after Sidney Brown. But yeah, I mean, most of those corners are going to go. I was surprised that he didn't because even like I remember yeah. the year that Sauce Gardner came out and was highly drafted. Like he was still getting drafted in IDP leagues. I think it's just because his name is Sauce. But Witherspoon is Helps. different though because he's actually getting play. You know, Sauce is just like it's awesome to watch on TV because he's really he's just locking down people. Oh yeah. But in IDP, you don't well, really want Sauce. And they're and they're you know, Witherspoon is a. Dog, dude. Yeah. I mean, he 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 wants to get physical out there. He yep. wants the action. Like he, he's he's out there making plays, like getting his nose in there. Like he he don't care. Yep. So you yeah. want to use any more dog metaphors? Um, let's see. He's hiking up his leg. He's marking his territory. He's baring his teeth. There you go. Yeah, that's got, a, that's what I got, got for you. Dog eating. He's dog walking people. Sure. Walking the dog. He's on a short leash. He's great, though, man. He's he's so much fun. Something I want people to pay attention to real quick also. Um, Jordan Rodriguez, a couple years ago, um, pegged the Jalen Ramsey moving to the star role. And I kind of want y'all to pay attention to Quentin Lake's usage here over the next couple weeks. I feel like Quentin Lake is getting... He's getting that sweet spot usage a little bit more every week. Um, the guy had eight total tackles this week, seven of the solo variety. So, aside from Ernest Jones, he was the number two uh, tackle getter on the Rams this week. So, again, I don't know that this is anybody that is worth playing this year, but just kind of kind of put a pin in it for now. All right. We'll track that. That's going to be interesting to follow because we know that role is very yeah. profitable for IDP. Let's move to the last game from the normal Sunday slate, and then we'll wrap up with Sunday night football. Uh, Bills just browbeat the Jets 32-6. Um, headline for the Jets, it's been a slow burn of a season for Big Q, but don't look now. He's got back-to-back games with a sack. 
Heating up, this is what good players do. 19.7 points in week 11, six tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. DJ Reed, cornerback, 17.25 points, nine tackles, and two TFLs. Shout out, Johnny. There you go. And then Ashton Davis uh, had a pick, a PD, um, and, uh, oh, no, sorry, 11 tackles and a QB hit, Ashton Davis did. So, uh, Bill's side of things, Dorian Williams' experience is over for the moment as Tyrell Dotson is well and truly cemented in that LB2 role. Um, he was the third leading scorer for the Bills this week, 22.25 points, seven tackles, a TFL, a sack, a forced fumble, and a QB hit. Razul Douglas, we mentioned him, led the way, 32 points, four tackles, two picks, a fumble recovery, and three PDs. And Leonard Floyd, 31 points, four tackles, two TFLs, two and a half sacks, three QB hits. Uh, in the musical chairs of Bill's edge rushers playing well, Leonard Floyd got his turn in the spotlight this week, Eddie. Yeah, nice to see. I mean, he had a monster game, 31 points, two and a half sacks. So that gives him, let's see, he's had a nice year, man. Um, I think he's had over 10 sacks. I can't do all yeah. that math right now. That's a lot. Math is hard. Uh, Terrell Dotson had a nice week seven tackles and a sack and a forced fumble. So, you know, he's someone that can still be an option for you. Um, probably playing 80% of the snaps, I'd say. I'd say so. So, I mean, that's a that's a fine start. Ed Oliver continues to have a really solid year. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the usual suspects. Terrell Bernard, you're not getting him out of the lineup. He didn't have a monster week. But, I mean, still six, tacks and, uh, six tackles and a half a sack. So, um, yeah. There you go. Anything from this game, Bobo? Keep in mind, the uh, the stretch for the Bills is interesting coming up. So they play at Philadelphia in Week 12, and then they have a Week 13 bye, which I'm really not a fan of this year. Um, but then they get play at Kansas City in Week 14 and then Dallas in Week 15. So the stretch where we're really needing some of these Bills players, the linebackers and the defensive backs should be great. But as far as getting uh, Dak... Mahomes and Jalen Hurts on the ground over the next three weeks might prove to be a, a bigger challenge than uh, Leonard Floyd and A.J. Epinesa and, and uh, Greg Rousseau are really, uh, really ready, ready for. You mentioned A.J. Epinesa as a trade target, I believe, on the trade show. I like him, man. I mean, he's got like a 15% pressure rate this year. Also, when you watch the games, he just looks good. Yeah, he looks, looks, he pops. looks huge, quick. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's a free agent. I think I mentioned that as well. Um, that's so, nice. I'd like a, I'd like a lot. I'd like these bills edge rushers a lot more if they were out of Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. And like we've been talking the last few years, like whenever these guys sign these deals, like it, it typically translates to yeah. them being productive the next year for us in IDP. So, I mean, I think it really matters where these guys, who's a free agent and obviously where they're, where they're going to end up Yeah, and what type of deals they get, you know? Go check out that show if you haven't yet, folks. It's on YouTube. That's a live stream we do. Um, and the good news is it is a dynasty focus, so it has a longer shelf life. You're not having to worry about, oh, I missed it. It's a week old. It's old news at this point. No, go check it out. Uh, they talked about five or six trades, I think, Addy, and then mm -hmm. you broke down some trade targets at linebacker DL and DB. So go check it out, youtube.com slash at the IDP show. We'll do one more of those, I think, before the season wraps. Maybe all three of us for that one. So uh, just some trade targets as we you know, wrap up the season for Dynasty Leagues. But, gentlemen, let's wrap up. With Sunday Night Football, I think the Broncos squeaked out a 21-20 win over the Vikings. It's four straight wins for the for the uh, Broncos. There we go. They are surging. Uh, Alex Singleton, Kingleton was the leading scorer. Daniil Hunter, though, was number two. Jonathan Cooper was top three. 
this is Justin Simmons as number four. And then Baron, uh, Baron Browning had 15 points. DJ Wanham, 14 points. Ivan Pace, 14 points. Zach Allen, 12. Josie Jewell, 12. So um, not a huge, like, boom week for either of these teams, but some pretty solid performances overall, Addy. Yeah, Nick Benito's been struggling as of late. Um, just two points this game, three and a half last week. So that's that's a shame. Um, but, yeah, nice to see Jonathan Cooper, you know, have a good one here. He's had a really solid year, you know. I mean, this is, it looks like, his six-and-a-half sack on the season. Um, Justin Simmons also been playing well for us lately. Um, would love to see Drew Sanders here at some point, but they're continuing to win, and I know. it's going to be tough. That defense is, is looking really good. So probably going to be next year before we see much Drew Sanders when Josie Jewell is a, is a UFA. There you gone. go. Yeah, good. Good trade target, Bobo. Uh-huh. You want to see Daniil Hunter out of Minnesota next season, or would you like to see him come back? Um, it depends on what that offense looks like. Are they rebuilding and we go into a rookie quarterback? Are we trading Kirk? Then, yeah, sure. I'm fine with Daniil walking. But, gosh, man, Daniil's just so good. It's hard to let a guy like that go. I don't really know what y'all's cap situation looks like. But from a, you know, you probably – if you're going to sign Kirk, yeah, he's going to got 12 sacks right now. But I mean, hey, I mean, it's he's it, going to cost you 25 million a year. No, no uh, as doubt a, as a floor. But hey, I mean, he's uh, he's liking Flores's defense, and I mean, he's he's being more productive than he ever I has think been. You got to resign him, but I know yeah. it's tricky because you got to bring Kirk back potentially. Yeah. Um. So I think it's somebody's getting it's, tagged. Surely some, some tough. Yeah, I, I could see that. Maybe maybe Cousins gets tagged again, but I mean that's a fully guaranteed deal though. So as far as the cap goes, you got to pay Justin Jefferson at some point. You got Kirk that's got to get paid. Is Daniil Hunter the guy who unfortunately um, has to walk because of financial considerations? Probably so. Probably so. Yeah. I, I, continuity is really important for me in Dynasty when players are playing well. When players are not playing well or they're in a deep rotation like what we see in Buffalo, that's where I'd like to see them get a new opportunity somewhere else because we saw what happened when Yuchin Uosu got out of – uh, Los Angeles and had a chance to really kind of uh, establish himself. Um, he had a phenomenal season. And I think we could see that from a lot of guys uh, if they get their opportunity in free agency. So there you go, folks. That was the week 11 recap. Uh, all the games. we got Monday night football coming up, which we should mention is a big one. Yeah. Uh, it is going to be Chiefs versus Eagles. Uh, going to wow. be a lot of Taylor Swift content, probably oh gosh. too much, if oh we're being no. honest. Uh, a lot of Kelsey brother focus, a lot of Taylor Swift focus. but Kelsey's mom. Yeah, it, they're, they're meeting. The Swifts and the Kelseys are meeting, like the parents are meeting, I saw. Oh. Yeah, so it's going to be a real just, um, I don't know, uh, Applebee's before the game, Ooh, maybe. Did you see her run off the stage in Argentina oh into God. his loving arms? I was having a debate like with some of my, my coworkers last week. They're all, you know, they're uh, both women in on the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey romance. And me and the other guy were like, this is a conspiracy. They're, you know, she's got a tour and a movie. He's got the number one sports podcast. Like, I think it's all a sham. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's genuine. My wife thinks I it might, believe. might be real. Why are we standing for celebrity relationships is kind of my main I takeaway. I want to believe because we're all lonely, Josh. <laughs> we are lonely and very sad as a, as a populace. So that, that tracks, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you guys think they're effing? Um, <laughs> 
We're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna leave that be and uh, wrap things up here. Uh, look forward to that game. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I'll be on uh, tomorrow night during that game with Jason King from DLF doing the waiver episode. Ooh. Thank you all for checking that out. Did very well on YouTube and in the podcast feed as well. Just gonna try to bring you all some helpful content here as we come down the stretch. Of course, Boobam's waiver wire, waiver wire article will be out Monday night. As far as I know, it's the first to market, sure. and I'll be talking with Jason about some waiver targets as well. Uh, we'll have Jace back in the feed. We've got some, oh my God, y'all, we've got some amazing guests lined up. Who's your top waiver wire for this week? Real quick. I mean, it's probably going to be Chris Barnes if Kaiser White is out. But you? Travassier mm. Dennis, maybe? I mean, that's a good one. Mike Hall. Mike Hall Walker. Up there. Yeah. Yep. So, kind of like Sebastian, though. I mean, that'd be fun. I mean, it's be a cool a, name. Pastor Sebastian. Great name to have. Also, maybe, uh, what's his face? Uh, Boodle. Maybe <laughs> maybe we fit him on the roster. You just want DiCaprio Boodle, just so you can look at that name. <laughs> yes, sir. Really, really excited. Look I'm at a, that Boodle. <laughs> I'm going to get us out of here before this guy says something I have to cut and post. So, yeah, make sure you're checking out the website, theidpshow.com. Um, check out the YouTube as well. Jake and Jeff were live this morning answering your uh, lineup questions. So check them out over there. They go live about 9 a.m. Central. Uh, we'll be doing that every week for the rest of the season. Like I mentioned, Jace's ranking episode will be out. We may sneak in a Dynasty episode this week, boys. It is Thanksgiving. Uh, before you hear us back on mic, Thanksgiving probably will have happened, so happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for our listeners, for Love our subscribers, for our viewers. You all have uh, been a tremendous blessing for us uh, so blessed. Uh, Wash Dads this season, so we appreciate you all tremendously. Hope you have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy the football, and until the next time we see you all, take care. See you soon.